Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics are talking everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. I'm Shano. And I'm the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. It means we've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. And boys, we're revving up the engine. We are well and truly cruising along the road to the finals, uh, heading into round 24 this week. Um, So we'll talk about the NRL this week, round 24, uh, where all the teams are sitting, and we'll give you a bit of an up-to-date view of whose final chances are still alive and who can um, start booking the trip to Bali for Mad Monday. We've got NRLW, um, not only the scores, but big news from the judiciary tonight. Um, and yeah, plenty going on, Shana. Yeah. Oh, oh, heaps. It's it's funny that, you know, Panthers juggernaut just, just keeps going. Like, like, you know, earlier this year, we wondered and they've just answered everything um, about how professional they are. Warriors, surprise packet of the NRL. Um, they, they just seem to be hanging around that top four still. Um, and what must be said, I think, you know, we, we can talk about certain teams, but but the inability to, of South Sydney last week to ice anything just really... Um, it's just really throwing the cat amongst the pigeons, I think. I think that that... We're going to see at the back end of this season um, some massive jostling for five, six, seven, eight, and and you know I think that um, it's it's going to be a very very interesting fight for, for those positions. I I think that um, Panthers and Broncos are just in a world of their own at the moment. Um, the Storm, um, interestingly. With the Raiders having won twelve games, it's 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 coming to the pointy end of the season, and I think there's certain teams who we didn't think are going very well, and other teams who we thought by now would be really humming along, hitting their straps, um, really struggling. Mm. Yeah, and and as you said there, Shano, I mean, I'm sure Griffo, you'll be happy to see that the Panthers are flying high, starting to see a bit of a bit of a gap. Uh, with the Panthers and Broncos both on 36. Broncos still have a buy in hand, um, but um, they're just sort of starting to, to pull away. Are you, are you starting to feel as though it'll be tough for any team other than the Broncos and Panthers given current form to, to win this premiership? Yeah, well, it, it, I'm not going to say it's a two-horse race. Um, it's a horse and a cat. Well, I was going to say, yeah, there's only one horse involved. But, uh, <laughs> I stole you. Um, I stole your stick. Sorry, yeah, mate. That's okay. That's, no, no, that's all good. It's all good. Um, apparently, it looks that way. But watch enough rugby league over the years to know that anything can happen on a on a given day. I mean, yeah. um, I, I can't quite lock in those two teams as the top two yet because... Um, both of those sides have some uh, 
have some tough opponents. Um, the Warriors probably, I think, realistically, are the only threat um, to join uh, one of those top two teams. Um, amazing. But they've, they've <laughs> got to... Uh, it is a little bit. It but is, they're going to have that. to... Yeah. They're going to have to improve their for and against. But if it were that they joined them, it would mean that those one of those teams has lost games. So, uh, you know, Penrith's massive uh, for and against so far better than any other side. Um, uh, more than 100 better than the next best team. That's amazing in itself. Um, but the Broncos, if they were to falter, and I don't think they will, um, probably that's the more likely scenario for the Warriors, but I just don't see it happening. I, I can't see the Broncos I... dropping. Uh, and they've still got a buy as well. So uh, it looks like the top two are almost locked in. Mm. Um, I, I say the Warriors are pretty much a lock for the top four. And then I guess... Uh, the battle is on, and I think the two teams may play this week, the Storm v. the Raiders. That's that's a huge game. Um, winner of that, likely to, to make the top four as well. Hmm. Um, a few weeks ago, we sort of thought it was a race in nine for the top eight. Um, and I'm very pleased to say that it's, 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 it's maybe a race in 12, um, given that Team number eight is on 26 points. Team number 12 is on 24 points. Mm. Math, like looking at that just in numbers, uh, you say it's wide open. Um, the draw uh, will have a bit of influence. But when we say the draw, there have been teams that we thought were pretty much given them a win and they didn't actually collect on that win. So mm. um, obviously I thought, uh, as we all did, that the Rabbitohs would have uh, dusted the Sharks last week, and it didn't happen. Um, so, uh, as a rugby league um, fan, it's great that, that there is still this. We go down, hopefully, all the way to the last week with with a, a host of teams um, still with a, with a realistic chance. Um, I want to shout out to the Newcastle Knights who um, I saw them beaten by a reserve-grade Penrith team, basically, and I thought they were ho horrible. Mm. Um, they've not lost a game since that day. Is that five so, in a row now? Five, something six? like that. Yeah. Um, congratulations to to their players, to their coaching staff. Um, they've actually now got a better record than 50%. They're 10, 1 and 9, and mm. uh, they've got the Bulldogs this week. So um, you would think yeah. that uh, that they will stay in the top eight for at least another week. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, the Roosters, who we... I think we basically rolled them off last week. Um, they're still there. Yep. They're only two points out of uh, the eight, but they do have this horrendous for and against, which might bite them uh, in, the, uh, in the tail. Um, and they've got some tough games. Uh, I, I do believe that uh, you know they'll win this week um, wouldn't it be great if it goes down to round 27 and uh, I guess you want I, I'm, 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 for, for the neutrals yeah. possibly yeah. not for my uh, yeah. not for my blood yeah, against yeah, the yeah. arch enemy you. 
It would I'm be. with you, Griffo. It I think be. that by I think that by round twenty seven, I think that we're actually not gonna know what the table's no. going to look like. I think things are gonna come down to the wire on both ends. Like some of the games, like if you look at round twenty six, two cracking games could be Panthers Eels on the Thursday night. The Raiders play the Broncos that week. Fast forward Thursday night, Broncos v Storm. That sets up Panthers-Cowboys. If the Cowboys need to win that, if you could see the Panthers needing to win for the Shield or Cowboys maybe needing to win to get in the eight. <laughs> like, these games are yeah. just insane. This is absolutely built for anybody to to to, to get to go anywhere. And yeah. when you look at some of the opposition and some of the teams and, and who has buys that Parramatta have a buy last round, South Sydney by um, second last round. Whilst you get two points, you don't get any for and against. So yes, it's a win, but it's a, it's it's basically a nil all win. And yeah. you know That's what? True. For and against, looking like it it might come down to something here. And you, you know, fast forward, depending on what the Knights do this week, um, and we'll talk about we'll talk about them playing the Bulldogs. They've then got South Sydney. And you know what? South Sydney haven't really thrilled me the bits, but that's probably a rant that's going to be in about an hour and a bit's time. All right. Oh, we might have to be liberal yeah. with the two-minute tip, I feel like, when we get to the, the <laughs> no Rambo's game. But, yeah, some interesting things Mate, there, as we said. I've covered my computer in plastic in case I'm frothing at the mouth. Yeah, I, I like think the, the last uh, time he gave Salsa a run... They Big come back. That's what I did. I'm working on superstition here, Griff. You betcha. Yeah. Um, one of our great listeners, Steve-O, uh, Panther Steve, formerly Magpie Steve, he, he said South need a Shane O'Rant to get their season back on track. Yeah, so are. maybe it might come. Oh, well, well, yeah. Kickstart my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, very interesting there. And as we said, the only other thing I suppose implication – the Roosters, as you alluded to, um, Rabbitohs, Eels, Cowboys, uh, those teams all have a bite in hand. But the, you make a make a good point there because, say, for example, you know, one of these other teams has a bye like the Cowboys and the Roosters are behind them, um, and the Roosters win this week, it's, you know what I mean? Like you said, they're getting, both teams are getting two points and the Roosters are chipping away at that for and against, so... Not all gone for the Roosters. Um, Griffo and I alluded to it the other week that there are games where teams will be taking points off each other. Uh, we saw that the other night with the Sharks beating the um, the Rabbitohs. So there's some really intriguing matchups. Just one thing I wanted to, to add on to, to what you are saying, Griffo, with the Warriors. I actually think they've probably got one of the better runs home. So um, yeah. I, I think that they're probably out of... Um, the team other than Panthers and Broncos, one of the, the better chances to uh, cement a t- spot in the four. So, oh, yeah, lock um, them in for the top four. Yeah, so, but, you know, plenty of plenty of footy to be played. Um, still plenty of uh, points up for grabs. Uh, there's also one of these rounds, when we get to it, I may forget to mention it, so I'm going to say it now. For those who haven't used their joker yet, and I'm not sure if oh, you've I haven't. It, 
I, I think you might be tempted this week. Uh, I'm not saying it's an easy one to pick, but I'm just saying I think a lot of people will be All tempted. Right. I've, I've not really looked at the games as such, and uh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah, so, so keep that in mind when we get there a little bit later on. Obviously, we've got a lot of our regular segments to get through. Um, and having Shano on board early, this gives us an opportunity to uh, head on over and see what's been happening in the world of rugby league with Shano's tidbits. Yes, well, thank you, Graham. Um, look, just a couple of things, really. I think everything I want to discuss is going to get... Um, picked up in the in the uh in the team news um don't want to don't want to double up on anything uh sam burgess he's leaving south sydney he's taking the warrington job um interestingly um he's spoken quite candidly about his him wanting to come back and become an nrl coach so be very interesting to see what the next couple of years brings him at Warrington and um, we know that generally for, 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 for coaches um, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly good apprenticeship going to England, doing coaching we've had many coaches do that, come back and win a premiership so um, some also not but it, it seems like whether it's assistant coaching or coaching, uh, head coaching to go over there and cut your teeth is, is something so um that's probably bigger news for south as well um in some ways he's, he's cemented that but it also um it also means that their south sydney coaching staff will, will have a change um just one other thing i want to talk about and i just want to talk about this uh this thing that's been going around for the last few weeks and and we would have seen the NRL logo covered up and whatnot and, and and the players association and the players. And I think there's been a lot of mixed media around this. I, I find it quite, the first thing I, I actually today uh, had to eat a bit of humble pie because what I thought this was all about wasn't exactly, I wasn't exactly a hundred percent correct. Um, I basically have, been very vocal on the stupidity of covering up the NRL logo um, purely because there's two others on one other on the Jersey and one on the shorts doesn't get covered up. So just covering up the one on the chest just seems stupid to me Um, in doing so you're covering up the Telstra logo. Telstra are a major sponsor of the NRL. That's how you get money. Um, They're not talking to the media channel nine of Fox Again, that's their main avenue to get money. And here I am thinking is about money. It's actually about a collective bargaining agreement. And Clint Newton was on ABC today, and he spoke about how the Matildas did it um, a few years ago where they just sat in the airport. I don't know if you remember or not. And the dialogue that now exists between uh, Football Australia and, and, and the players of the Matildas, same with, same with cricket way back when, I thought to myself, I think they make a really good point is that there is this lack of dialogue between players and um, and and the, the NRL. I find it very interesting that, you know, the NRL, if tomorrow click their fingers and say we're going to have a 30-round competition, 
it just happens. And we're asking our players to suck it up. If they said you have to travel here, there and everywhere, you've just got to suck it up. And I think, I think in some ways I do feel for the footy players. I, when it comes down to money, I have this issue where people, the average rugby league player, the average rugby league player will earn over $3 million in 10 years. Now, if you're on the basic wage, that far, you know, you, you're talking about 35 years of work. So I think it was really good that it was wound back and not talked about money. It's actually talking about standards for the players, ways in which we can protect players, um, both past, present and future, and and sort of, I suppose, build a league where there's this mutual respect and trust between players and, and, and the league itself. And, and it got me thinking, we're so happy to sort of sit on the sidelines and watch our team play and whether we love what they produce or not, we can have our, you now as members, I suppose that's our vocal right, but to do it respectfully, of course. But I think also to say that, you know, maybe our competition does have enough games. Maybe we need to start looking at, you know, maybe we need to start looking at what the players are doing in this and also looking at, you know, for far too long, we've often said, for example, why not have a standalone origin? Oh, because of the ratings. And I think it's interesting that that's the first default. And if we said, what would a standalone weekend do for the players playing? And in a world where we're seeing injuries and, and, and different styles of play, I think, I think, I don't know if Clint Newton did a good job of hitting the nail on the head, and I'm probably not doing a great job of it either here. But I think what we're starting to find is we've got to come up with a system that actually protects the players for the length of time they play. What they earn, they earn. That, that's not what this is about. This is about protecting the players, and it's about saying, you know what? We've got to start finding ways to ensure that they're kept safe and ensure that their legacy continues. And, and I know it's all about revenue, but there's a part of me that says, surely the product doesn't have the fragility that if we only played one game in a week, it wouldn't all fall apart. So I think the question, I think the question here for us as fans is, we've got the players who want this collective bargaining agreement. We've got the NRL who really you know, aren't sure about it. I know they met with Peter Volandis today with absolutely, I haven't heard any outcome of what happened today. Um, that was happening at 11 o'clock. Um, it could have been postponed for, I know I, I couldn't find any information on it, but I think, I think what the question I want to ask you guys, question without notice, by the way, to, to our listeners, um, as fans, are we at the point where we have to start saying this is probably a good thing for our players and we probably shouldn't be expecting any more of what they give? The season's long enough. We can't have any more games. It's probably time we start thinking about standalone weekends, not necessarily, not necessarily because that's what we want to do as far as football goes, but because when you look at the elite players in our game and the amount of football they play, most of them are going to play finals. 
most of them are going to play Origin. Are we at the point where we we've got to start saying, you know what, standalone weekend is not just about it's not just about putting it on a weekend or putting it on a time where everyone can go, but it's also about protecting those elite players of our game. Uh, what's your thoughts? I totally well, I'm agree. In favor of stand along. Um, I'd have the origin in, in a three week period. Yeah. Pick a squad of, you know, 25, 26, whatever you want. And um, don't interrupt the, uh, don't interrupt the integrity of the actual NRL competition because it's been, uh, we saw teams like South and Para uh, fielding, you know, near on reserve grade sides getting beaten by the bottom teams. And it's, it's biting them in the ass right now. Uh, look at where they are on the ladder. And okay. they would have won those games. Um, I'm, I, yeah. Your bread and butter is your NRL competition. That's your elite competition. And, and you, you don't put out the elite players. You take them out. They miss three games because of they're playing for their state. Now, it's a great honor. Yes, but the clubs pay them their their salary. There is a salary cap, and they're paying players to play, you know, but not to play. Basically, they're missing games. Um, I uh, I, I hear what Shano's saying there, and and it, and it makes a lot of sense. The flip side is that they are able to earn the income they earn mm. and projected to earn over the next few years because two uh, media organizations yeah. pump a huge amount of money into the game, which pays these guys the money that they get, which is more than uh, you know rugby league players have ever been paid. And they deserve it. Don't get Can me I wrong. I just say, I thought covering the logo was, was, especially the Telstra part of it, was a, should have been a no-go. Uh, look, uh, I'm, I, I, I listen to a lot of uh, and watch a lot of stuff, not mm. just uh, obviously our own podcast, but I listen to a lot of stuff. And when they start talking RLPA, VNRL, yeah. I switch off now because I'm yeah. sick of hearing about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, bottom line, yes, payers are played well and they deserve to be. And the payers are not dis- disputing uh, what the NRL's prepared to pay them. But the reason they're able to pay them that much money is because of the deals that are in place. Um, and if you take away and, and, you know, like they're not talking to the media and so on, there will come a time when these, uh, these organizations are going to say, well, we're not getting bang for our buck here. Um, if they're not going to, talk after games and whatnot um we are not going to pay you as much that being the nrl they say that to the nrl so okay we're not making as much money therefore we can't pass on as much money um so it it definitely goes both ways i i think the nrl potentially proposing more games for players you, you it's like an elastic band um if you keep stretching it it breaks yeah. and, and these are human bodies um and they're putting their body on the line so i'm, I'm not in favor of, of them having to play more games um 
Look, uh, yeah, I'd love the season to go all year. I love watching, <laughs> but it's it's not realistic. Um, and you'd have to increase the size of your squad mm. and and rotate your players um, if if you're looking at more games. Um, I think those more games may take into account things like rep football and whatnot. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Bottom line, each each side's got to give a bit, and and I think that's that's why it's yeah. it's uh, it's reached a stumbling block because both sides have dug their heels in, saying this is you know we're not going to budge anymore. Um, they talk about an independent arbitrator and what negotiator or whatever the case may be. NRL won't do it. They said we've already done it twice. Didn't get us anywhere. Um, yeah. The, the bottom line is I like the footy and I'd rather talk about the footy. 100%. Um, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah. About footy. I, think, I think the main thing, just before we finish on there, just to throw my two cents worth in without yeah. laboring the point. I think I think what we're sort of trying to get at and trying to see here is that the players are the product, and you have to look after the players' welfare. Uh, and I think that's what they want. They want their welfare taken into account because realistically, um, they play a lot of games. They play a hell of a lot of games, especially for the um, the the type of contact that this sport involves. Um, I don't know. I, I think they'll be looking at sports like the NFL and saying, you know, they've got a 16-week season and, you know, their bodies can't take too much more of it and yep. and it, it works out for them. But, yeah, um, and we saw a lot of overuse musculoskeletal injuries just after Origin. You know, ask your Cleary, your Murrays and so on and so forth. Yeah, and, and I think that's true. Just one more thing, boys. 2026 World Cup put back um uh looks like it's going to get put back to 2026 um some sort of a reduced format will take place in the southern hemisphere looks like it might take place in um in it might looks like it might take place australia new zealand was to be in france um scheduled host they withdrew in may of course, saying um, they couldn't get financial guarantees. Oh, they've um, done the Dan Andrews, have they? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> so they're looking at winding it back. Um, at this stage, quite interestingly, at this stage, um, it looks like it might even re- be reduced to ten teams yep. with the eight quarter finalists uh, from from the tournament last year. Um, giving given uh given guarantee and then there'll be two qualifiers australia samoa england new zealand tonga papua new guinea lebanon and fiji will automatically qualify and they'll be joined by two qualifiers um they look like the host nation will be revealed it 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 almost looks certain it will be australia new zealand um the big the big issue with here is is that um with the success of the World Cup, it was clearly evident that revamping and <clears throat> revamping 
uh, global um, series in, in in rugby league was a must. So uh, it looks like it looks like there's a long term plan for the um, for the England side, the return of the Ashes for the first time since 2003. So England's coming to Australia in 2025 um, before Kangaroos have committed to going back there in 2028. New Zealand look like they're going to tour in 2027 um, with a return in 2030. Like It looks like there's also going to be a Southern Hemisphere um, competition that might be in the pipeline with um, England keen to, to create a Northern Hemisphere competition with maybe having a cricket style approach where when you play and, and I suppose uh, what is the, what's the football one again? The, the world, the, uh, the European football one, the Euro. Europa League. Nah, you know, the one where they play friendlies and it gets points and what. Oh, the Nations League. Nations League. Sorry. A Nations yeah. League style setup where it showed in the world cup that, that, that really, international football would be a good thing for the game. So a nation's league style set up where everything here's in the pipeline. What it actually does say is um, interestingly, there's some genuine talk around the longevity of something like the world cup and, and maybe replacing the world cup with a, with a point style um, nation's league system where you play over a series of time, you play around the globe and play teams from different countries. Um, I can see pros and cons with both of that, but um, there's a potential try and four nation competition for, you know, on the calendar um, and England competing against it. Um, I think the big losers in all this at the moment really appear to be America. Um, that Northern Hemisphere football would need to hopefully um, embrace them and and get them into the fold because we, they've got a competition which is gaining momentum. Um, we saw for the first time an American native uh, crack it into the Super League. Um, so I hope that regardless of the situation that those fledgling and, and, and you need strong teams for this to be to be viable. Um, you know, it's already been confirmed that Tonga uh, will tour in England. So, you know, it's 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 looking more like that maybe the World Cup might have might have run out of steam for now with maybe Australia hosting it in a very reduced format and going from there. And that's my tidbits. So Griffo, would you like to see a reduced uh, a reduced format, or do you think it's it's probably it was it was pretty good last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I um, I'm a big fan of international rugby league, mm. and um, the fact that if you want to grow your game, um, you got to you got to expand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you've got to get as many nations playing the game as possible. Um, 
when I heard that there was only going to be 10 teams, I was a little bit disappointed about that. Um, given that eight of them are already qualified. Yeah. Um, Not much of a process, is it? No. Uh, well, the, the, obviously, they'll need to put something in, in plan, but to, to only leave two spots, um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing, but um, it was disappointing when uh, when when the French pulled the plug. Um, mm. I understand why. It was they were guaranteed funding, and, and then the government said, "No, we can't." Sorry, um, so it was over. Because I mean, it would have been it would have been great for the game in in Europe, um, mm. and uh, so as it stands, I don't even think France. They weren't one of those eight teams that you went through. Uh, um, so that's, you know, they may end up qualifying, but um, it's it's a, it's a sort of a, a step back, I think, in, in terms of <clears throat> the ability for the game to, to grow itself. But um, there's reasons for it, you know, many of them financial. Um, you know, ideally, yeah, you, you'd love a... I mean, look at the the success of of the current uh, women's football World Cup. Yeah, um, phenomenal. Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> rugby league is um, potentially a global game, but you've got to have the money to to back it up. So th- there's you know a balance between yeah, be great, you know, have so many teams playing. Um, but yeah, it's it's got to be financially viable. Um, obviously, there'll be some sort of uh, entry uh, tournaments um, for for those just two places. It's just yeah. um, I more I, games then. There's well, an implication. You know, you, know what I, you know what I'm looking at. One of the largest, and I'm wondering if they're banking on the back of this. One of the largest growing sports globally outside of football. Which I'd argue is actually huge to begin with is cricket, and you wouldn't think so. You'd think, oh, well, cricket's cricket. Cricket's one of the largest growing games globally because of the mini tournaments they have leading into the World Cup. And I'm wondering if they've looked at cricket and thought, "Geez, you know what? Like, you know, in the Cricket World Cup, uh, the last the, the last mini tournament, um, uh, Holland." which we're happy about, and Sri Lanka made it through, West Indies missed out. And it's, I think it's about, I think it's about trying to generate that. So I'm wondering if that's a little bit of it as well. Well, we shall see. Um, yeah. It's good that, it's good that things like the Kangaroo Tour um, is is on the way back. Um, and, and, you know, there is a program every year where there will be uh Nations playing nations uh, in some description, um, so that's a good thing, and mm-hmm. it, and it's and it's sort of uh, the program is there. Um, whereas you know at one stage we didn't even know what's happening this year. Um, I believe that they're going with uh, with a tri series: Australia, New Zealand, Samoa. Uh, I'm not sure that, that was confirmed, but I, I think that was the case. And of course, the Tongans are doing a three test tour. Of uh, of England, mm. and it, it, it's interesting too because because if the World Cup does get put back to twenty 
2026, as they're saying. The other thing to keep in mind is that the World Cup last year was actually initially supposed to be the 2021 version that was postponed. Yep. So you're actually looking at, you know, you're, you're almost, you know, you're almost feeling like you're, you know, you're yeah. not quite, but you're almost skipping a World Cup in there with the with Well, the games, yeah, you know? I mean, they called it the 2021, but it was played in 2022. So yeah, we're going yeah. back to a four-year rotation in a sense, a real four-year yeah, yeah which I think yeah. is fair enough. Like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. most major tournaments, four years, I think, makes yeah. sense. Um, and and yeah, and 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 also too, that gives teams the opportunity to build. And you know, who knows where the game's going to be in what's that three years' time? There could be a lot of changes. Um, you know, the international game's going to keep growing. There's all these implications with yeah, we hope, but I, I think it but will. I, I think I, I, I think like it will. one thing, Graham, is that. Through the NRL and and you know this Las Vegas um, yeah thing that's going to I don't know what I call it a thing but the Las it's locked in I think for five years so I think that's that's a way to get international interest and obviously the U.S. market is the biggest in the world um you just want to tap into it and that's yeah. all all it would be is just tapping in um not in any way providing a threat to any of the established sports there, but just, um, it was mentioned earlier that the, the, um, the NFL, they only play like 16 games or something. Yeah. Um, so for most of the year, those, those guys have got, you know, they've got other sports to watch, but, um, you would think that a fan of the NFL would be potentially a fan of rugby league. Um, yes, and we've so, seen in Australia vice versa. That you even look at oh, the last ten years, the yeah. growth of yeah. and the popularity, and that that's all stemmed too from, you know, there was a, you know, if, I remember there being a college game coming out to to, yeah. to Sydney, and that was a big deal. Like th- these are the types of things they got to do, and and further to your point there too, Griffo, if say for example you're a Super League fan who's sort of keeping a bit of an eye on the the NRL as we sort of keep an eye on the Super League from a distance here and you hear about this big game in the U S even fans in Europe are going to tune in because it's an event. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that is a, that is an avenue for, uh, growth. Um, and when I say growth, it's the expansion of the product and the expansion of the product can turn into dollars. Yeah. You, You get more dollars in your game. Your game grows further. You attract better athletes and so on. Um, Shano talked about the growth of cricket. A lot of that is to do with the money that's, you know, generated through the IPL, essentially. Um, so there's money in the game. And when you've got money in the game, um, and look at, you know, again, the, the EPL, which I think is starting uh, this weekend. Well, quite soon. Um, yeah, what are we, the 8th? I think the 12th of August was the start. Is that this weekend? All right. Yeah, yeah this that's weekend. this weekend. Yes. Yep. So, um, yeah, all the European you know, leagues it's, are starting back uh, up. It's, it's the biggest league, uh, you know, in the world as far as uh, the, the biggest game goes. Um, and people all over the world tune in yep. to the EPL. Um, yep. So, and I'm not going to say the NRL is going to rival that. Um, certainly not in my lifetime, but 
the more eyes you get, and it's largely through you know the media, through TV, the bigger the money it generates, therefore the potential to grow your game. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, so I applaud the NRL for, for this um, <clears throat> attempt to, to play, not attempt, it's going to happen, to get yeah. those teams over to Las Vegas because the potential for the growth of the game is, uh, you know, it, it's great. And, um, you know, I, I talked about it earlier in the year. I'd like to see a whole round go global, um, you know, pie in the sky, maybe, but um, crazy things not? have been suggested. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I remember that idea. Uh, that was good. I, I, yeah. I think it's. I think it could work. I mean, anyway, but this is this is a real starting point. Um, locked in for five years in in Las Vegas. Um, I I would have been on a plane there if if Penrith were were going to be going. Um, they're not, so I won't. But. Um, yeah, when they do, uh, I, I got no reason why I wouldn't want to go and, and uh, be part of that. Yeah, and and, that, and that's another thing too, you know, with Vegas, big tourist town, obviously they're looking to, you know, it's, it's just a partnership. You can't see it losing out. You can't see it not spreading the game in some way. And I, I think it's a positive move. And I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of, they just have to do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're talking about managing loads, you know, having buyers for the teams after and things like that, or, you know, I think there was talk of a round. Yeah, they're, they're going something. to play, uh, you know, like a zero round. Yeah. Where those four teams will play. It'll be, you know, the rest of the teams will play the remainder of the first round on the next weekend. So it gives yeah. them it it's gives them that time. Like to, it's still going to be, uh, you know, a little bit difficult, but um, it's not impossible no. given that they will have that, uh, that time no. to – to get back into the country, yep. recuperate, and so on. I think it's great. And this is how it needs to be sold to the players and the RLPA as the an opportunity to create extra sponsorship, create more revenue, which means you're going to get paid more. So exactly, yeah, that's that that's basically the uh, the outcome. Hopefully, so that's a bit of a watch this space. So thanks to Shano again for the tidbits. Uh, definitely a lot of insight there. Um, before we head he's on, his, to, he's had his uh, ear to the ground for a number of weeks. I'll tell you what, he's he's got dirt in his ears. It's been that close to the ground, I reckon. Um, I'll tell you, it's it's much better than when he had uh, shit in his mouth from the <laughs> cow shot in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and someone asked him, "What did it taste like?" And his answer was the obvious one. <laughs> tasted like oh gosh and just when you think it couldn't get any better than that it's time for griffo's grab <laughs> what else caught your eye <laughs> oh look a lot of things caught my eye um but I'm, I'm gonna this week um this this man uh i had him penciled in earlier in the year for a grab but something sort of better came up um there were probably maybe some things better came up but i've uh, i've been a, a long time critic of of uh, dwz mm. um when he was at penrith he just used to he used to frustrate me because he he, he just makes so many mistakes not for want of trying 
he gives a hundred percent every week. He you can't criticize him for that. But uh, I think he's having his best season, actually, without doubt. He's been fantastic mm. for the Warriors this year. Um, he missed a lot of the early part of the season due to injury, but he's playing his best football uh, of uh, you know quite a long career. Um, he produced a, a pass uh, uh, against was it Titans, I think. Um, yeah. Titans. Yeah, Titans. Uh, where he uh, ran towards the line. He had three players on him, and uh, out of that came the arm with the ball inside to uh, Sean Johnson, who's having uh, a stellar year as well, and uh, and he set up that try. Um, it was quite freakish, uh, the ability that uh, he, he displayed there to be able to get that ball away with literally three guys on him as he uh, it was near the line, and... Um, Drew them all in, and, and uh, Sean Johnson had no one on him, uh, went over untouched. So, uh, yeah, I, I've got to give it to DWZ. I've got to give him credit where it's due. He, he's The biggest thing for me about him this year is his error rate is uh, is much less yes. than uh, it has been. And, and he's always been able to do some really great things, but... For every great thing he did, you know, he, he'd probably come up with a couple of clangers. So, um, good on him. You're like, you know, I've I've been a harsh critic. I, I don't take back any of the criticism uh, that I've had, uh, but I do acknowledge and credit where it's due. And as I said, this has been his best year. And um, yeah, that was it was an amazing pass that uh, grabbed my eye last week. Yeah, and like we said before, it's it's almost as though you put him in a team that's confident and and playing well, and just everything's clicking for the Warriors. I, I even mentioned last week. I think we briefly talked about it. Uh, I'm I'm pretty confident at this stage and looking at looking at the games that the Warriors have won and the players that have been involved. I'm pretty confident Sean Johnson might. If he doesn't get the Dally M, he'll be very close. I'm really yeah. struggling to think of who might take it off him. And well, that's you know, if there's a Dally M group. Well, yeah, if, if there's no yeah. boycott, all boycott all that sort of stuff. But it. you know, but yeah, he's he's been outstanding. Put a put a bit of tape over it or something. But yeah, I I think that that it could very well be his opportunity to win this. And yeah, he he's been phenomenal. DWZ has been phenomenal. The Warriors have been phenomenal. Um, they're, they're, they're a team that I think people are going to have to really keep an eye on as we head to the finals because, um, yeah, they're, they're another team that can pull it out on their day. Still have that concern whether they can do it a few weeks in a row. But, Absolutely, um, yeah. We'll see how we go. But, yeah, another another great uh, result for the Warriors and uh, DWZ in that game. So, yeah, they just they just keep rolling. The Warriors sitting in third. Um, I like their draw. As we said, uh, top four bound, if you ask me. All right, well, we might as well get into this week's uh, footy. As I said, there's some um, big games and some big implications for this games, these games, as always. Um, I did say at the top there, I said, you know, you might want to think about it for your joker. That doesn't mean that they're all going to be easy games to pick, but I just I just get a feeling that the people that are waiting for that week might 
might look closely at this week. So it'll be worth listening out for the two-minute tip, see what the boys think. So let's kick off our preview for the two-minute tip, round 24. I know I say it every week. I do. Um, I can't believe we're that far in. Round 24. Is it round 24 this week? Yes. No. Had to double check there. Unbelievable. Um, first game will happen on Thursday night. Uh, the Manly Seagulls at home at Brookvale, uh, Four Pines Park, as it's now known. They'll be hosting the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Sean Kepi's back for the Seagulls this week. Um, Matt Lodge, he'll be out for the rest of the year with that knee injury. Uh, ben Trebojevic is into the starting side. Uh, for the Panthers, uh, still no Isaac Tango this week. Um... I don't even think he's in the squad at all. No. We talked a lot about him last week no. being in the reserves. It's all a bit of a mystery, Graham. We don't even know mm. what the actual injury is. There's been no talk about it at all. Like All we uh, know is that it's a leg. That's yeah. all they're saying, That's really, isn't know. it? Yeah, we, we don't know. Yeah. Could be an We don't know. There's been no... Normally, you know, like you look on those uh, various sites and they, they give you you know, with injuries and whatnot. Um, there's, I've not seen anything. But anyway. Yeah, so they've got the same same 17. Um, so Zach Hosking playing in the centres again, holding that spot there after what I'm sure you'll, you'll comment on in a moment was a impressive performance last week against the, the Storm. Uh, just for those wondering, I know that people would have heard a bit about Jerome Luai this week. Um, he was charged with a grade one. Careless high tackles, so just a fine for Jerome Luai. Uh, obviously, we'll talk a little bit later about some other players who weren't as lucky as Jerome and um, ended up on the sideline, but Jerome Luai will line up this one um, after just getting a fine. Seagulls last week, I think a lot of people around the water cooler on um, uh, after the weekend's footy, or after, I suppose, Thursday night, it would have been Friday morning. Um, we're talking about the Seagulls loss last week and that basically, you know, a lot of people now putting the, the line, line through them. Um, they come up against the toughest team they could possibly come up against this week, Griffo, in, uh, your Penrith Panthers, who last week, while the storm were down on troops, um, despite that, it was just a, a dominant performance. Yeah, um, it was. I want to mention something uh, just in relation to Penrith. Like their their defense in the in the last two weeks, they've played two teams that were in the top eight, um, both of which have been in the top four in in recent times, uh, in the Sharks and the Melbourne Storm, and they conceded just one try in those two games in total. Um, so that's a pretty pretty good effort, I think. Um, they were, yeah, it was just a, a, a dominant performance again last week. Um, again, they didn't, you know, get the the scoreboard attendant, uh, you know, to to uh, uh, it didn't raise his or her heart rate too much because they only they didn't hit thirty again. It was just. They just dominated the game. They didn't show completely what they've got. 
um, but they did enough to to win and and win by well, twenty points or something like that. Yeah. Against the Melbourne Storm. Now, to you know, take into account the Storm were missing uh, Jerome Hughes and Xavier Coates from when we did our preview, um, thinking that was probably going to be a close game, but uh, they were pretty big losses for the Storm. Um, but realistically, they. they they did lead the game early. The Storm, they got their try. But uh, after Penrith scored their try, it just never looked like it was going to be anything other than a, than a Panthers win. Manly come in with uh, a team that uh, is somewhat down on, on what they might think their best team is. Um, particularly, they've had a problem up front with, with injuries. Obviously, Turbo's not been there for a while. Um I'm just going to tip Penrith. Um, I, I just think Manly might struggle to score points. Um, you mentioned Zach Hosking. Uh, yeah, he had a, he did some good things, but uh, it, it didn't seem natural for him in the centres. Like I think he got mm. a couple of try assists from his passes um, to uh, Brian Toto, but uh, yeah, there were a few passes that. Uh, didn't quite it didn't look natural for him to be passing to the winger let's say um he's a good player hosking uh but yeah i think the the forwards from penrith uh, they've dominated a few packs over the last few weeks so uh it might be a tough tough one for manly but they've got some good players there if they fire and and uh realistically if manly go down here their season really is over um, and uh, it, it'll be the end of their season if they do. But I'm, I'm going to stick with Penrith, Graham. Yeah, I um, I, I agree. Actually, I, I think uh, the Penrith will win this. I think Penrith will do, you know, what Penrith do. They'll just grind and suffocate. And I think the Seagulls we sh- we saw last week. Um, they just yeah, I don't know. There's just something not there. It's uh, they're the type of team though that. You know that can throw a good performance together every now and then, so they you can. can't fully write them off. But um, I think with the way that Penrith is playing and just the way they really grind teams and and suffocate them, you'd have to tip Penrith. And I'd imagine Shana, you'd be thinking that Penrith yeah, would be look, pretty hot I, in this one. I can't. What 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 can you add to that comprehensive um, uh, synopsis of the game, guys? Just want to say, just read here. It seems breaking news: Wade Graham is going to retire at season's oh. end. So, ex-Penrith player, um, just read it then, uh, hanging the boots up after 16 years. What a champion. And, um, you know, uh, absolute. Yeah, last player playing from that premiership winning Sharks team. Absolute Mm. champion of our game. But we'll talk probably a bit more about him and his role in the Sharks game. Um, And congratulations to him on his career, by the way. I think it's... Fantastic. Um, I was before before we came on uh, when I was uh, getting my dinner and whatnot. I had uh, I was tuned into uh, a footy talk podcast on. It's like a triple M thing. Uh, he was on there with Aaron Woods and uh, talking a bit about his career. I didn't finish watching. I don't know whether he announced his retirement there, but uh, 
But he was talking about the fact that he played his 250th game for the Sharks last weekend, mm. and he played 42 for the Panthers. So, um, yeah, if he's retiring, um, unless the Sharks sort of go to the grand final, he's not going to make that 300. Mm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, he, he's had a great career. I, I remember watching him at, uh, at Penrith. He came through. He made his debut at 17 or something like that. He was a schoolboy yeah. uh, star. Um, I was really impressed with him. He was a halfback then. And he was talking about how it, the sort of his salary cap sort of squeezed him out of Penrith. He didn't want to go. He was, he was quite heartbroken. But uh, there was, they, he came through with a lot of guys uh, like Lachlan Coop, Sam McKendry, uh, one or two others, Tim Grant. Um, and they couldn't, they were all on junior sort of contracts. And then, sorry, I've gone into another two minutes. Oh, that's but, very nice. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, um, I remember talking to him after one of the games, one of those games where they let the crowd on the field after the game. He was, he was a really, really nice guy. Um, I was really upset when, when he left. Um, I think they had Luke Walsh and Travis Burns who were playing six and seven at the time. And he's, uh, you know, with respect to those guys, um, a much, much better player, even though those guys, you know, they were seasoned first graders. But uh, he did suffer a bad injury mm. uh, before he um, sort of uh, was let go by the club. Which um, was unfortunate because I, I think he, yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he's forged an, a brilliant career for, for New South Wales, Australia, and obviously part of that, an integral part of the, the Sharks' one and only premiership victory. So good luck to him in his uh, retirement. I'm sure he will be uh, in the media quite extensively because he's great knowledge of the game and he's a great communicator. Yeah, definitely. And and you see that when he um, comes on, they often have him on uh, 360 and things like that. So I, I think for him, he's been a, you know, not only a great uh, player skill-wise, but I think he's also been a good ambassador for the game. Um, yeah, and, and even uh, through those periods where he played for the Indigenous All-Stars, um, obviously a proud Indigenous man, represented New South Wales, Australia, Premiership under his belt, so yeah, he's done it. Ju- he's done just about everything, and um, it's it's amazing too because he has been around for so long. He's only, like you said, started early. He's thirty two, so um, well, by the time he yeah. retires, um, I think later this year he'll be turning thirty three. So, you know, still got a still got a um a lot of his life ahead of him. So good on him, Wade Graham, and uh, all the best because um, yeah, yeah, real uh, real champion, absolutely ambassador for the game, absolutely. Yeah. Um, second game of the week, funny enough, we'll see the Sharks take on the Titans 6 p.m. on uh, Friday. So knowing that Wade Graham is retiring, obviously these Sharks home games here at Points Bet Stadium are going to be even more special, uh, starting with this one against the Titans uh, Friday night. Team news. Uh Last week, the Sharks were without um, Mulatalo. Uh, so, I think it was a jaw injury. Uh, Harodi did come in, so he'll... Um, he did well too, Harodi. Yeah, he did. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he, he was really good for, for the Sharks. Uh, it was a really inspired Sharks team last week. They, they were much better than they have been in previous weeks. Um, Calhoun also back on the bench. Um, 
For the Titans, Big Tino back on deck uh, after his suspension. Um, Fodawaka out due to suspension, so it's a bit of a bit of a swap there. Um, still no AJ Brimson. Something to keep in mind there. Isaac Liu on the bench. Um, Tino's brother Isaac, 18th man. Um, and yeah, and, and, and as we've 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 heard through the media, Verrill's obviously out for the rest of the year. He's had surgery, so the Titans here. Oh, what was um, that, Graham? Sorry, I didn't I didn't realize he was injured. Yeah, did you did, did did you not hear about that? No, that is shoulder. They sent him for shoulder surgery, so they're reporting yeah. that this week. So Sam Verrill's is actually going to be out. A lot of injuries, out. that guy. Yeah, he's going to be out for the rest of the year because the club's insane, basically decided now season's gone. Go out the clean out now, right. so that he's yeah. actually back on deck for I think for the preseason rather than going through the season and being out be for the preseason. Contact. They were, yeah. from what I heard, they they said if he has the clean out now, um, he's basically full contact January. That's a really smart move from the club. Yeah, isn't he it? is. I think he's a really good player. Yeah, yeah it's just. And this season's gone, really. So, to, you know, yeah. it just seems it seems he'd do a he do an ankle ligament tripping over a chip packet. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's his career's been uh, interrupted badly by injuries, but really talented guy. Yeah, so um, we won't see him for the rest of the um, uh, for the rest of the year. So, I actually think it's not a bad move. It's it's good timing. The Sharks, they'll be um, yeah look. They'll be very confident after last week's win coming up at, at, against a Titans team who, you know, as we said, don't have a lot to play for. Um, they're, they're out of contention here. And um, the Sharks looking to cement that spot in the top eight because, as we know, Griffo, there's a, a, the difference between a win and loss in this competition could be, you know, a uh, couple of points in the eight or, you know, a couple of positions out of the eight. Absolutely. Um, I want to pay uh, tribute to the Titans last week for the way they uh, showed some defensive grit for something that we don't associate with them. Uh, they played most of that game with just 12 players and pushed the Warriors. I um, I watched all the first half, listened to a bit on the radio because I was on my way to the Penrith game, uh, which was the 8 o'clock game. But, I, I, you know, they got back to 18-all. Um, and then uh, the Warriors got a couple of late tries, but it, it was uh, it was a good performance from the Titans without uh, you know Tino, and then obviously without Mo Fotuweka. Um But uh, if they can show that sort of uh, effort in defence, they're a big chance of winning this game um, because we know they've got the attacking flair through the likes of Campbell, Khan Pereira, uh, Brian Kelly. Um, you've got Fafita, who's just, uh, he is, is top class. Um, and, and Kieran Foran directing him uh, has made a big difference to his career, much more consistent. Um, so they're a chance. In saying that, I will have to tip the Sharks because uh, what they did last week is going to give them some confidence they were they were lacking in confidence i'd written them off basically i thought they were going to drop out of the eight 
I did not expect them to win last week. But you think uh, that level of confidence playing at home, um, the odds you'd have to think are with the Sharks, but it would not surprise me at all if the Titans, uh, we know they can score points, if they can show the defensive grit, they're, they're every chance of winning. Uh, it, a good, good game this one looms as. Trano. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think I, I, I fully agree with you, Griffo. I think this is actually going to be a um I think this is actually going to be a good game. I look I thought the Sharks I thought the Sharks really last week it was a bit of a walk in the park for them against South Sydney. I don't think they were tested in in many ways. I, I think that I think that um they're able to get away with everything they need to get away with. Um, all all their cards they played, South had no answer for. I, I don't know if this is going to be the same this week. I think I think this week might be slightly different. And I'm looking forward to it. I've got the Sharks winning. But I think this is the week where the Sharks need to say, right, we, we got South Sydney last week. Um this is the week where we just need to put the foot on the throat of a team and, and really just 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 make it our own. I think this is it. I look on the back of everything you said, Griffin, I've got the sharks. Yeah, I, I think the sharks in this one. Um like I mentioned before, it's it's one of those one of those things where I think they'll get a bit of confidence, but yeah, you the, the Titans yet again they're one of those teams where when you think they're not going to get to win they come back and 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 snap one but I don't know I just feel like the Sharks they got a bit of confidence from last week got a lot to play for they're at home it's all sort of lining up with the Sharks so I think they might be the the safer bet in this one. Belter on Friday night this game's going to happen at the Gabba with the uh, the. Brisbane Broncos are taking on the Parramatta Eels, who are really fighting for their life to stay alive in this NRL competition. It's like a finals game early for them, um, and and it's really like that throughout the rest of the uh, the year. For the Brisbane side, massive news for them. Uh, their skipper Adam Reynolds is back in. Um, so's uh, Hetherington. He'll be back in as well. Um, Ricky also in the 17. He was 18th man last week coming back from an injury. So some good news for them. For the Eels, um, Arcee joins the side in the centres with Simonson shifting to the wing. Um, Miller Stevens dropping out. I think it was his first game last week. So he's doing a bit of the hokey pokey. Uh, he's in and then he's out. Um, Brendan Hands recalled to the bench. I think we talked a little bit last week about um, the the hooking situation there, uh, Griffo. So they've got uh, all hands back on deck yeah. for this one. Um, but Brisbane, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Griffo, because last week uh, we did our preview, tipped the Broncos, all was right in the world. I heard a couple of days later after the tips had been submitted that um, Adam Reynolds was out. And I was almost thinking, oh, geez, uh, like really, the tips were logged, were, were booked. I was actually thinking, geez, should I change? Would I have changed and all this sort of stuff? And I actually thought that would have been enough to put it in the Cowboys' favour. But it says a lot about where Brisbane's at, where their halfback 
and Skipper and Adam Reynolds, who we've said has pretty much been the the center of their attack, was out, and um, it, it was it was business as usual. And I also find it interesting. I'd be interested to see if you wanted to comment on this. Last week we actually called out Ezra Mam and saying, you know, like didn't call him out, but we actually acknowledged the impact he's having. And that was evident more so on the weekend as well. So this Brisbane Broncos team is looking at as a really well-rounded squad at the moment and flying high. Oh, absolutely, Graham. Um, they they didn't miss a beat. Um, you know, without their captain there, I thought um, young Jock Madden probably had his best game in in first grade. Um, credit to him. Uh, but uh, this is a side that's got probably uh, attacking ability as good as, if not better than any other team in the NRL. A huge amount of speed uh, in this side. Skill. They've got big, strong pack of forwards. Um, it's, it's hard to see them being beaten in this game or indeed too many other games. Um they're a better side than they were earlier in the year. Um, they're playing with more confidence. Um, this is a really... The window is open for this team. They are going to lose a couple of players next year with um, Flegler and Farnworth, who I, I rate highly, both of them, going to the Dolphins. Um, they're still going to be really strong. I think, uh, yeah, they're, they're really a, a massive threat to Penrith for the Premiership. The power side, still, uh, you look through it and, yeah, there's some good players there, but I just don't think um, they're going to be able to match it with the Broncos. Um, they, they got over the top of the Dragons last week, and I've got to say I thought they were a little bit lucky to do so uh, with a, a controversial... Uh, non-strip according to the referees uh, where the Dragons were under the posts. Um, Gutherson played at the ball like, and somehow the referee said he was trying to make a tackle. I thought that was nonsense. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, you know, to their credit, they, they went on and, and did. They were behind and, and, and won the game, but you can't compare the Dragons to the Broncos. Um I just think uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty heavy loss actually for the Eels, um, unless they can really each member of that seventeen plays at their absolute best. And I still still think the Broncos are going to be off their game for the power to win. It's Broncos, Shano. No, the Broncos winning. I, what I loved last week about the Broncos is that. You know, they didn't have Adam Reynolds and they played this perfect game, which we don't see it from them often just purely due to the scheduling. They per they played this perfect game of dry weather football. They played daytime football that we don't see too often because they get nighttime football so often. Um I, I thought they were brilliant last week. I, I it just sent like it just sent like their players become intoxicating. Like, I think what Adam Reynolds has done for this team is he's got them playing this attacking game of football that's that's very reminiscent of his 
of his last two years at South Sydney, where it's it's play to the strengths, find the people on the field that can that can attack, and 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 when your attack is so good, you find that that's your defence, and I think that's what they've done is they've been able to they've been able to just they've been able to defend through attack, and and I and they're doing it in just such a a, a wonderful way. Parramatta, on the other hand, um, I thought they were sketchy at best last week. Um, really, they have to win if they want to. If they want to um, get on twenty eight points, try and keep up with the eight. Try and keep teams like the Cowboys at bay. They have to win this week it's this is this this for them is so much wins when you consider that the cowboys have a buy um south sydney we'll talk about them in a minute but for the eels this is much win i actually think this is going to be a bridge too far for the eels away from home at the gabba i i think brisbane i think brisbane's going to win this um and I think in the end they might have to do it quite comfortably. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Brisbane in this one, um, for all those reasons, as I said, that not only Adam Reynolds being back, but just the impact Ezra Mam had last week. We talked about him a little bit last week on the podcast. I've talked about how much I like their centre pairing. Um, their forward pack with Haas and Flegler going forward and Carrigan then through the middle like that. Flegler, Haas, Carrigan, those that those three through the middle, like you have three hit ups in a row from those guys. That's the best go forward game possibly in the NRL. They're they're a real contender, and with you know Reese Walsh popping up here and there, uh, I think the structure of having Reynolds back and the opportunity for Walsh just to pitch in where needed uh, just suits them to a T. So I think they're gonna have a really good day out, and I think they're gonna win this one. Okay, moving on to the first games of Super Saturday. Get ready for it, folks. You ready, Shane? Have you had the yep. the strepsil and the glass of water? I'm just pouring it now. Well, look, you got a couple of minutes because I'll go through the teams and then we'll hear from Griffo. Rabbitohs taking on the Dragons. This is a South Sydney home game, 3 o'clock p.m. on Saturday at Barlow Park in Cairns. So it should be a nice, sunny, warm day for the Rabbitohs and Dragons to go toe-to-toe. A few changes for um, the, the Rabbitohs side, first of all. Uh, the most notable would be uh, Thomas Burgess. The only way he plays again this season is if South Sydney make the finals. He got a three-game suspension for his uh, careless high tackle against the Sharks. Uh, Shaq Mitchell coming straight into the first grade side and into starting prop. Uh, bit of a watch this space with Dry Arrow. He came off the field the other night with back spasms. I saw some media with him today where he said it's feeling a bit tight, but he's confident he will play. Um, another straight swap, uh, Michael Cheekham out of the side. He'll be playing uh, reserve grade this week with Jacob Host coming back into the team. And Tane Milne, Whilst he was named last week on the wing, he was actually 
18th man and young Tyrone Munro came in. Uh, this week, Milne is named to play. So if they're 1-17, to effectively Munro's been dropped out of the side in favour of Milne. Um, I think I've got them all there. Yes, Totola's still out, as we can see. Um, Francis Molo out. He had Category 1 symptoms in that head clash against the Eels. So um, we've got um, Michael Molo, uh, his brother, coming into the front row. Um, Murdoch Vasilla, new lock. Um, Sully's back on deck. He missed the Eels game with a calf injury. Um, Zach Lomax out of this one, as too is Jack Bird. So Lomax and Bird, probably the most notable names out of the Dragons side here. I'm going to go to Griffo first. Um, oh, I think we should go to Shano. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. I'm doing okay. it in my two minutes to Shano. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, okay. There will be a buzzer in two minutes, but um, I'm sure it will be ignored. Part of me is funny. I, I, I was thinking about this game, not... There is a part of me that says, I could rant, but what's the point? It's just, last week, it was just the most demoralizing thing I've ever seen. I followed South Sydney my whole life. I I marched up and down the streets. And when I saw what was delivered last week, by, by a team that... that all intents and purposes, four months ago, were premiership favourites. They were kidding themselves. They've dumped this young kid on the wing who made three mistakes. If you're telling me he was the reason why South Sydney lost, you've got another thing coming. He was the reason why South Sydney actually had half a chance. We've got Talis Duncan, who dead set, has just finished his buddy HSC by the looks of him, coming on and doing more than what the freaking captain's doing. This is the problem with South Sydney. They come up, they stand up, they then go out in the field and they think because they're wearing red and green, because they can tap the bunny, because they can, you know, they're part of this elite club that's been around since 1908, that the sea's going to part and the try line's going to appear. They were kidding themselves last week. I have not seen what annoyed me about last week's performance wasn't that South Sydney lost. I've seen them lose. I've seen them win three games all season. South Sydney losing does not bother me. What I saw last week was an apathetic performance by elite players chugging on a truckload of our salary cap that relied on these young kids getting paid peanuts to come in and win the game. They were kidding themselves. And I'm telling you now, I've said it before. <laughs> if Demetrio wants to make these young kids the scapegoat and say that it was Munro's fault, he can go down to Redfern, sit at buddy, sit at, sit at Redfern Oval, and have a chat with everyone that turns up because he's kidding himself just as much as the players on the field are. That was rubbish last week. I felt sick after watching that game. I've met two South Sydney fans, big South Sydney fans on Monday, and I, I talking about the football, it, 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 I had a rage in me that I could not contain. 
And the reason why I couldn't contain it is because we've got these young kids who come on the field and who give their all. We're now saying that they're our saviors. Have a look at our cap and the money that's been absolutely pumped into it by certain players. I'm telling you now, unless your name was Talis Duncan, look, I I feel for Munro because he had a red-hot go last week. He dropped a bit of ball. He dropped three. You know, he went for an intercept and dropped it. He got thrown four crap house passes before then. I will say this. I thought Alex Johnson, he he was pretty good. Campbell Graham had a go as well. Um, Jai Arrow got injured, but far out. There was a majority of players who were well and truly behind what they should be. And I'm and I'll say this. If I have to go to to Lachlan Ilias's house and draw a white line on the ground and say, mate, can you kick it this side? Because that was dead set, not a penalty. That was South Sydney got lucky. That should have been out in the full and a and a and a Cronulla tapped the ball. Anyone complains about the refereeing with South Sydney on the weekend, I'll show them that moment in time and say that is not a penalty. That was lucky. It, it was out in the full. How about this, mate? Kick it inside. Do what Adam Reynolds did. Stay behind every training session for an hour. You might do it. I don't know. But far out. Just give us something to go off. Because I'm telling you now, you know who my you know what I'm tipping South Sydney this week, and you know what they're my joker, and I'll say it for this reason: because if South Sydney don't win this week, and if South Sydney don't put the dragons to the sword this week, their season's over. So this is it: South Sydney win, they'll win by the biggest margin this week. Because if they don't, it's season over. If they scratch a win against the dragons, or worse still, they lose because we've seen that happen before. Their their season. 2023 has gone down to Gurgler, and I'll tell you now, if the whole club from ball boy to CEO don't have a serious look at themselves, they are kidding because this will be the method and this will be the outcome for the next four years. I was pretty tame, I thought. What are your thoughts on the Dragons? We're shit. If we no. don't beat people at all sorts. Look at Lomax. Lomax bird out. Like Lomax Marlow bird. There's a reason why they're seven bucks. But you know, it's it's this it's this. Yeah, sharks were four four something last week. They have a sense of entitlement at the moment, South Sydney. They've got this sense think, of entitlement at the moment. I think Gus Gould got called them in. lazy. And I What's don't that? know if I disagree. Gus Gould. I think it was on the show. Whatever that one is, uh, yeah, lazy. Called yeah. him lazy. I don't know if I disagree with that. It's probably not a bad. Uh, I, I, I would. Apathetic's I would probably not bad. That that, that they were apathetic. Apathetic. The other night. That's what. Shit. You know what? I don't earn three hundred thousand a year. What's what's a base wage of a rugby league player? Yeah. Base, well, as in minimum. Minimum's yeah. about 120, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a lot. Right, so more, I'm... More than what well, we're getting. So, so <laughs> they're getting more than they get more than us, and yet I'm paying my membership every year. 
to watch to watch you know what if and this is no disrespect to the tigers if i went for the tigers and i and i see what the tigers produce sometimes i go look look who's on the field there are the people on the field for this red and green team are some of the best in a in two decades Wake up to yourselves and start playing football. The football that the fans deserve you to play. For I swear. <laughs> All right. Again. All right. And uh, two minutes starts now. <laughs> what do you reckon, Griffo? <laughs> yeah, I, look, I've got no emotion, um, obviously. Um, for you guys, you know, you, emotion is attached. Shano's an emotional guy, um, and, and rightly so. Um, he loves this team, and uh, as you do, Grant. Um, Correct. But uh, for mine, um, and, and you know, I, I uh, am a Panther supporter, obviously. I think there are two dangers to Penrith winning the comp. Number one is the Broncos, and, and still number two is the Rabbitohs. Um, they're still well, in the top you, eight. Well, I love you. <laughs> no, no. I've got no emotion no, no. in terms yeah. of, you know, like I, I look at things, you know, from a Penrith's perspective, and there, I think we've got every other team, you know, pretty much covered. Um, but South Sydney, with, with the... Uh, the potential that's there, and I, I guess that's a word, um, but they potentially pose a threat to Penrith and winning a third title in a row. We've seen them earlier in the year play at their best in that uh, that game where they come from behind, and and not too many not too many teams do that come from behind and and win against the Panthers. Um, so that's the potential this team has. They do have an issue up front, obviously, with their uh, Totola being injured and um, and uh, Burgess. Tom Burgess uh, suspended. That's a problem for them because uh, I think a, a front row of Jay Arrow and and uh, Shaq Mitchell is, uh, you know, with respect to those guys, um, it, it's not a, a winning. It's not a premiership-winning front row, certainly. Um, there's plenty of talent there, and I think they will bounce back this week. And, uh, you know, Dragons, I thought, played well last week. And, and really, I thought they were unlucky to go down to, to Parramatta. But um, it's, it's, it's hard to see with the losses to this team. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Bird, Lomax, Francis Molo, hard to see them testing the Rabbitohs. Um, if uh, if Souths don't win this game and win well, then uh, I guess there really is s some issues. But uh, there are issues there, but it, this is a game they win, Graham. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting them to win this one. I think the, the team changes and what they're looking at too, especially with Tane Milne coming in on the wing, I think for South Sydney, a lot of their focus will be based around defence. It's been the biggest issue uh, for the last couple of months. They leak a lot of points. And this is where I'm concerned here. I know that um, 
you know, we're expecting them to be able to score a lot of points against the Dragons, but I really think they need to tighten it up and stop leaking the amount of points they do because, you know, they, they can't stop letting in four, five, six tries a game and expect to win. I think that's the biggest thing. So I think the move of Tane Milne coming in is actually, I mean, they did score a couple of tries down our right edge. I think they're, they're looking to try and um, tidy up that defense and also get a bit more of a roll on early on in the sets. That's the logic possibly behind it. Whether I agree with it or not, it's a different story, but that's the logic I can try to attach to it. Um, and the other concern I've, I've really got, I can see this being one of those games that South Sydney, you know, I mean, I know Shane, you're talking about it. They have to win with their joker and that. I'm worried this, that even if they win, I'm worried this is going to be one of those games they win 36-30 because of the way they're defending at the moment. I think for South Sydney to show that they're um, serious about this, not only in addition to what you guys said about winning well, but this is the type of thing where they need to win to single digits. That oh, to me, whether it's eighteen nil or thirty six six, if that against right. Collins and signal digits, I think that's a success for me because that's where South Sydney have been so good in previous years, and they've let themselves down this year. Graham, you know what I think the problem is for me. I actually gave South Sydney an excuse. Maybe that's why I'm a bit salty. I said the reason why we've leaked lots of points is no one can actually organise our defensive line like Latrell Mitchell that Latrell Mitchell gets our defensive line set. He's so vocal on the field. He gets the players to stand where they should play. He gets everything set. And last week, it just proved me so wrong. It, it, it was like, it, it was like nothing was organized. It's, it's like, the, it's just like some defensive players. Colin Matungi, I, he, he had his worst game line, for South last week. He was horrible. He was awful. And I don't like saying that about football players, but you know what? If, if tell me, tell me another word I can use to describe the way he played the other night. And it's just like this. What more did you need? Yeah. This game, that win last week would have thrown you right out, right on the door doorstep of the fourth, with a buy in hand, with your four and against looking sweet. What more incentive did you need? Because you know what? You've got to walk before you crawl. You've got to crawl before you walk. You can't, just, you can't just walk and run. These are the steps that you take to win a premiership, to get in a grand final, held to play a game before the grand final. Because that's what we usually do. And it was like last week, it was just like, nah, sorry. And, and I think that, you know, they're just teams are just finding very, very simple ways through South Sydney. And you know, the easiest way to get through South Sydney, they'll concede a penalty, they'll concede a six again. Yeah. At first, I was salty at the, the refs. I can't be salty at the refs anymore. Because no, I'm now Demetrius I'm seeing his turn players over, I'm seeing people flop on the player. I'm seeing them just hold down forever, and it's just like, stop. Anyway, I'll shut up. Anyway, South, and, and they're all the reasons why South Sydney will win. <laughs> they're all the reasons why. Oh, they have to turn around. Anyway, um, 
This game here, it's the uh, Tigers home game. I just had to look then. It's in um, in Hamilton with the Warriors. One of their many home grounds. Yes. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. So the Tigers, technically the home team here. Um, taking on the Warriors that we've talked a lot about. Um, Big Stefano and Sean Bloor both back in. Uh, yeah, both back in the side here. Um, for the Tigers, uh, Staines is out with a hamstring injury. Junior Tupu shifts to the wing. Kapoa back to the centres. Twal back to the bench. So a bit of a shuffle around there. Um, no chance this week. No nickel clock staff for the Warriors. I'd be interested oh. to see, Griffo, what your thoughts are on that. Uh, head knock is the only player out. I'll go to you first of all because we have been talking about how good he has been. We've talked about earlier in Griffo's grab the um, the impact and the great season that Latinos and Lesniak's had. And I've also mentioned earlier in the podcast, I think if the Dali M's go ahead, that Sean Johnston will win. It's all looking as though it's um, you know, thumbs up for the Warriors at the moment, isn't it? Oh, look, I do expect the Warriors will win this game, but I, I, I'd give the Tigers um, some hope. Uh I was really, uh, you know, I was impressed by what they did last week. Um, I thought they were unlucky again. There was some uh, some forward passes. I think uh, two forward passes uh, leading to tries. That uh, it's tough um, when you're a team that's struggling as they have been most of the year um, to to go down to Canberra. Um, they could have they could have had those two points. Uh, I think you know with a few things, maybe a slightly different rulings and whatnot. When they, as you say, there was no Stefano, no uh, no uh, Sean Bloor. Um, so credit to them. Um, Brooks has made a difference since he's come back. They uh, they look they look dangerous in defence. Arpy continues to to do some really good things, but they are coming up against the third best team currently on the ladder in, in the NRL. And they're, you know, they're taking their home game to New Zealand to play the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, and, and I don't think that's a winning formula. I've, you know, I've, I've talked about the Rabbitohs and, and the fact that they, uh, they're on the road. I think I mentioned it more last week, but I, I don't understand the, the most important thing in the NRL is to get two points on a weekend. Um, yes, you know, money is, is, is a factor and whatnot. But the more you get two points, you sort of make your money uh, if, you know, if you're premiers and whatnot. Um, I think that's the best way to do it. Um, so taking a, a home game to another country, yeah, maybe they're going to make some money out of it. Um, but... Uh, to me, they're, they're, they're you know, not going to win the game. Um, but I do expect they'll go well. I, I've liked uh, I like what they've done, you know, recently, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um... Yeah, it's... It's it's one of those things with the Tigers, isn't it? Like... like... <sighs> Look, the Warriors are going to win. I'm just trying to find a way to sort of 
to try and look at the silver lining for the Tigers and see what they've done over the last few weeks. And and they've been in games. I I, I think I think Brooks's kicking game really has at times helped them and saved them. The the key thing is they're just playing this side this week. It's just on fire. They you say it, Griff, and I I I I really agree. There are teams in this competition who know how to win. And and you've said it for years, whether it be us on around the water cooler or on this podcast, you've said the top four sides who know how to win, they're the dangerous ones. And when I look at the Warriors, the Warriors are now know how to win. They just they just losing just isn't in their vocabulary. And I just think that whatever the Tigers have and whatever the Tigers can throw at them is just purely going to be nullified. It's it's you know you know it's like it's like throwing rocks against people who have grenades. It's not going to work. It's I I think the Tigers are going to be in it for about 40, 50 minutes, and they're going to. They're going to play okay football for 50 minutes, but the Warriors are just for 30 minutes going to play all over them. I've got the Warriors in this one quite easily. Yeah, I think the Warriors will have a pretty good day out in this one. They're, they're playing some good football. Um, yeah, Tigers sort of sticking games, but um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the Warriors will, will get this one for those reasons that you guys are on. Uh, moving on to our next game. This one will be the uh, 7.30 game on Super Saturday. Uh, Allianz Stadium will host a rugby league game. We haven't had a game at Allianz for a couple of weeks with the uh, World Cup games happening. The Roosters hosting the Dolphins. Uh, Dylan Napa coming in for the suspended Nathan Brown. Um, so Nathan Brown, obviously, after being sent off last week. Um, that's pretty much the only uh, change to the squad. Um, Dylan Napa. Been a long time since he's played football. Um, for the Roosters especially. Yeah. I think his last game would have been for the Dogs, wouldn't it? And, and we're probably looking yeah. at... I don't Could think he, he played it. France after the Dogs? Yeah. Or come back from France? Yeah. I, 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 I don't think he... Well, he wouldn't have played NRL last year. I think... Uh, 2001 was the last NRL appearance. It was for the Bulldogs. Twenty-one. So, yeah. So there you go. So that's yeah. a few years ago. Um, anyway, he's back in for the Roosters. So uh, we got to see Dylan Napa on the field for the Roosters. Uh, 30 years old now. Uh, for the Dolphins, Ray Stone coming back from a broken hand. He suffered against the Panthers. Uh, he'll be on the bench. Herman SASA to 18th man. Nick Arima at fullback, so his rotation through the back line continues. He's back to fullback where he's played a bit of footy this year. Uh, the Hammer back in the centres. Um, yeah, maybe even a possibility of a bit of a switcheroo there with the Hammer playing at the back, so keep an eye on that one. Um, this is a, this is an interesting one, guys. Uh, last week I didn't tip the, the Roosters, and it, well, it wasn't the only one that bugged my tips, but it definitely put me one behind everyone else um the roosters we mentioned griffo just in touch still with the top eight they'll be looking for a big win here and i'm not going to say they've hit form but i think you'll know what i'm talking about here when i say they've they've 
they've shown some more promise and had uh, some some better performances in recent weeks. Yeah, they they sort of dominated Manly. Um, I only watched the first half. It was a ordinary game. I switched it off at half time. Didn't put it back on. Um, I think Manly came back a little bit, but uh, the Roosters, you know, they were pretty good. Um, they started the year against the Dolphins and went down, and uh, in, a, in quite a sh- shock, obviously, uh, to a lot of people because it was a shock to me. But uh, generally speaking, if if you if you're going to play the Roosters, you probably want to play them in round one because they they don't win round one that much. Um, they usually come back and. But to this year, it hasn't quite happened. In saying all that, and I do fully expect that they will beat the Dolphins, and I, I think they'll actually win quite well. Um, it it puts them in a position really where they can still make the eight. Um, and mention that mention this at the start of the the, the show. Uh, I think they'll win. I think they'll win well. Um, that backline looks pretty good. Tedesco, Tupu, Smith. Smith was good last week. Manu, uh, Suwali is back to form. Kiri, Hutchinson. So they've they've um, they had the young uh, young man Sand and Smith, who who comes now as a fourteen. But uh, Hutchinson did a pretty good job last week. Um, forward pack doesn't look bad either. Uh, I just think they're going to be too strong. They, I think there was Radley was playing in, in the second row last week or the week before I and mean, he's back to his uh, normal position of 13 um the titans sorry the uh, the dolphins they were in the top eight at, at various stages of the year i think they've sort of hit bottom four um which is where most people predicted they would end up um i don't see them turning it around this week roosters all the way shane yeah yeah, I I think the Roosters have just, you know, I think I think the Roosters, they're, they're just going to have too much. They've got too much class across the paddock. They've, when I look at the Dolphins, the Dolphins are this really strange team at the moment where all that momentum and all that sort of drive they had at the start of the year, it's like the Bowsers run dry. And, and now they just, they're just relying on football. Jermaine Osako, look, you know, I think he, I think in some ways, who would have thought I'm talking about a winger being the key to a match? Um, but I think he is. I, I think he's the guy, if he can, you know, if he can get early ball, get himself over the line, um, you know, they're playing a, they're playing, look, if ever the Dolphins want to beat the Roosters at this stage in the competition, at the back end where we always see the roosters just flash home. This is the time, but I just look at the I look at the roosters team and I just think there's just far too much class across the field. I I think we're gonna see good games from people like Brandon Smith, Tedesco, any team with Tedesco in it. I think um, Manu I, I I just yeah I just think the roosters have just got too much firepower. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Roosters are building and I think the Dolphins are fading. I think that, um, yeah, it's done well, the Dolphins, but it's just been, I think, hard for them to sustain it. And I think they're getting to the end of the season, what's been a big season and a tough, grueling season for them. And um, 
it's almost as though the Roosters are just starting to, to find a bit of form. So I'm going to go East in this one. Um, yeah, on Saturday night. On Sunday, uh, first game of Sunday afternoon at 2pm takes us to Amy Park in Melbourne where the Storm will host the Raiders. Big clash here. It's fourth versus fifth, guys. So um, some big implications for not only the top eight, but possibly the top four. Uh, the Storm were missing a couple of key players last week in Jerome Hughes and Xavier Coates. They're both back on deck. Um, Ramus Smith is amongst the reserves, so keep an eye on that. For those who are wondering when he might be back, he may not be too far away. Um, we're also seeing Bronson Garlic, so the one son of a former rugby league player, take the place of another son of a former rugby league player in time, Wishart. Uh, he's going back to the reserves there. So Bronson Garlic in, Wishart out. Um, the Raiders, so they've conf- here we go. Griffo, we talked about this last week. Um, Ethan Strange, he's going to make oh. his debut in the centres. Wow. Yeah, I like I was, it. I, I was like just it. having a look, trying to find the, um, for whatever reason on my thing here, I can't see the team, but he's he's in it. Uh, yeah, he's named in the centres, number three here. Yeah. You've uh, got, the, you have Graham, you've got Strange. Strange um, moving to the centres, Hopawadi on the wing, and Rapana to full back because it looks like that Chris. Um, Bastion Chris could be out. He's out for an extended period. He had eye, he had that um, hammy iced up last week, and all reports say um, he could actually be long odds for for finals. Right, that's that's Hold big on. for them. Yeah, so yeah, Rafinha did play the, one last week. I think the club's saying um, three to four matches, but um, Ethan Strange, we talked a lot about him last week. Griffo, we we, we I like basically... the NRL physio. The NRL physio says he's long odds. Okay, so the um, uh, Ethan, we talked about him last week. We talked about hmm. uh, the impact he had in the under 19s, and that it'd be a matter of time before he's in this side. We we didn't actually expect it to only be a week, but uh, no. he's in for the Raiders, and uh, I think he'll be one to watch this week to see how he oh, copes with the uh, NRL, especially coming up against the team, the, the likes of the Storm. Yeah, look, it, it really uh, it's an important game. This is. Uh... Fair chance this the winner of this uh, goes on to to take that fourth spot, um, and the loser probably will end up uh, fifth. Um, I, I did see the storm last week, and they were, you know, they were outplayed by Penrith. Um, Penrith really uh, kept Cam Munster quiet. He he was not a not a factor at all in the game. Likewise. Harry Grant didn't have much impact either. Um, they welcomed back, as Graham mentioned, Xavier Colts and Jerome Hughes. They're playing. Uh, they're back at home uh, in in Melbourne. Traditionally, Canberra's always been a bit of a bogey side for the Storm, and and they could cause them yeah. some problems. But yeah, sure. I, I really think Canberra have have overachieved to be where they are. Um, they're a side that, you know, again, um, they don't, when they win and they usually do win, they don't win by much. Um, but when they lose, they, they've been pumped several times. 
I think uh, the the latter scenario is more likely, um, and I'm, I'm definitely tipping the Melbourne Storm to bounce back from their sort of lacklustre performance last week, and uh, I think the Storm win and uh, uh, will probably go on and and um, and make the top four. Shane. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think um, this is going to be a cracking match. Um, I think the Storm will win this game. I, I just look at the Storm. I just think they're a bit more clinical in those key areas. I think, I think with Munster in the side. Um, incidentally, um, reports that Jerome Hughes, Jerome Hughes. You know, whilst named at halfback, maybe, maybe not. I, I, I still don't think it matters. I think they've just got these key players in key positions at the moment. And, you know, surprise, surprise, we're talking about the um we're talking about the storm in at uh in the top four. I, I think that this this will tell us look, I think the storm are gonna win. This will tell us where the Raiders are at. If the Raiders and Let's face it. How many times? I, I remember a great, uh, a great weekend at Wollongong where we saw the Storm Raiders, us three together, and you know, just absolutely phenomenal match. How many phenomenal matches have these guys had? This is one where the Raiders can significantly say we're here by putting one on. I don't think they'll get there. I think it's the Storm for me. Yeah, I agree with you guys. This is um. Yeah, it's 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 an it's an interesting one too because it says a lot about the season and where the teams are at, and it's a really confusing year because we do have fourth versus fifth, and you you talked about there, Griffo, about the Raiders overachieving. I know that the betting odds aren't the be all end all, but I think it says a lot when the team coming fifth in the Premiership with four rounds to go is paying $91 to win the Premiership. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's almost like... I know what you mean. Yeah. We're acknowledging that they're fifth, but they're no chance of winning the Premiership. We've also got a team in at sixth currently, the Sharks paying $76. The, the Knights are paying $76. And as you alluded to before, that they're, they're not holding off on the... You know, they are holding off on the Rabbitohs, I should say, at seven fifty there, but... It, it just sort of gives an indication that the Storm are still one of these teams that punters, bookies, fans, whoever you are, they they believe that the um, the Melbourne Storm can still uh, you know, win this premiership and they're not giving the Raiders much chance. That's where this, to me, isn't a fourth versus fifth game. I think the, the Raiders, we've talked about their draw, we've talked about... Um, you know, a number of things impacting their season and their position on the ladder. And they've had some they've had some poor outings. Um last week when they played against the Tigers, I mean, yeah, they just got home. There was a lot of times during that game where we thought the Tigers might get them. Uh the week before, uh we don't have to go back very far. The week before against the Knights, I actually thought they were really poor. Um so the Storm at home are a different beast. They're hard to beat, and I just don't know if the Raiders have that quality enough 
feel like their position on the ladder is inflated. So I'm going to go with the Storm as well. Uh, this will be our last game of the of the round. We've got um, the Newcastle Knights hosting the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, Bradman Best has an adductor injury. So that's the um, best way to describe that's the inner thigh. Uh, Tuala comes in. Jacob Saifidi has been named, even though he got a hamstring injury against the Dolphins. Um, brother Daniel's in the reserves, so... Um, you know, keep an eye on that as well. Obviously, the, they'd like to have as many Saifidis in the night side as possible, but obviously, big loss there. Bradman Best. Luke Thompson playing his first NRL game of the season for the Bulldogs. Oh, He's wow. going to replace Edwards on the bench. Uh, from what I can see, that's the only change to the Bulldogs team uh, who we have to go back to before last week because... Um, had the bye last week, and before that was that win against the Dolphins, that tight game at uh, Bundaberg. So, um, yeah, for Thompson, I think the injury was in the preseason. It was a foot injury, and then he's... I think he's played... Um, Lewis Frank, was it? It could have been. I'm not too sure, to be honest with you, but usually right. with the foot, that's, um, that's usually the more common of, of injuries. I'd say it would be, considering how long he's been out for... Um, so, um, yeah, I think he's played maybe one or two games in reserve grade uh, coming back through. So, um, yeah, good to see Luke Thompson back in the side and playing uh, top flight football, Griffo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's on big cash. So, um, a lot of their salary cap uh, this year with likes of Luke Thompson, Kikau, um, with like extended injuries, uh, so it's, it's made it a bit hard for this team. But um, on paper, they're, they're actually starting to look like a, a bit of a decent side. Um, yeah, they actually do look all right on paper. With the you know, uh, but I still think Newcastle. It's too important. Um, these guys have put themselves in with not just a chance of making the eight, but sort of an expectation of making the eight. Um, and, and they can't afford to lose against the Bulldogs. They were pushed last week, I think, um, uh, over in Perth uh, against the Dolphins, who uh, you know put up a good show. Uh, I did expect the Knights would, would win that game quite easily, but uh, didn't turn out that way. But they, they got the job done, uh, and I think they get the job done again here. I, I think uh, this Bulldog side uh, does, does look pretty good on paper. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, Knights in an arrow one. Um, you look at uh, the Knights having Kalen Ponga, and the Bulldogs not having a guy of that uh, that talent. He's the best guy out there, and uh, he'll he'll lead his team to victory. Shane. Oh, Graham. Sorry, no, no, yeah, bad, no. I just realised it was on me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. It's one of those things where I look at the Knights and I just see what the Knights have done. They're, they're another team to just know how to win at the moment. Caelan Pong are doing really good things. Bradman Best out big. Um, the Dogs, wow. Um, the team that just seemed to know how to zig when they should zag at the moment. Um, the, the Dogs are brilliant at building pressure for 10 to 15 minutes and then just doing something exceptionally 
ridiculous. Um, the Knights, on the other hand, they look like a winning football team. They look like a team that know what they're doing, a team that look very organised, that look, you know, you, you spoke about them earlier, Griffo, and, and gave them the kudos that, that, that really for what they've done in the last few weeks, they should be applauded. And I actually like them here. I think that they're going to win well. I think they're, I think they're starting to... I think they're starting to get the systems and processes that allow them to be a top eight team. I like the Knights. Yeah, I um, I'm with you guys. I I think the Knights in in this one too. They've just they've really turned a corner. I feel over the, you know, throughout the course of the season, they're a team that we we sort of didn't have on our radar. And now all of a sudden, there was just that passion. I think that big win they had which was against the Bulldogs where they put, was it 66-0 that day? Yeah, something um, like that. One of those uh, yeah. outrageous scores that, that happened uh, um, around that time of the year. There were a few of those big scores. Yeah, it was actually the game against them. So it, it, it was almost the, that was the game where since that we've seen the, the Knights as as this top eight team and this, this, this team of contenders. And I actually think at home um, and with the momentum they've got, I, I, I'm really keen on them. So I think the Knights as well in this one. So I think that will round out a week where all three of us agree on all the tips, fellas. Wow. I don't yeah. think that's ever happened before. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not but, very uh, common. And, and this is why I'm, I'm thinking possible joker, for, uh, possible, uh, yeah, joke around for people. Yeah, it could be, could be. Um, uh-huh. I haven't pressed that button yet. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, maybe this week. Um, I, I'm just going to put it out there. I think I'm going to go for the Roosters for uh, the margin them this for week. The margin. Yeah, I was actually thinking them yeah. too. I, yeah. I, I seriously was. Um, I've been trying to pick different to you because in our competition with the margin, you're the you're the person to beat. So if I pick the same as you, that's no fun. I can't beat you. Um, but I don't know if that helped me much last week. Um, I, I haven't done those yet. Normally yeah. I've got done by this day. But Shana, um, you reckon South? I reckon Penrith will be pretty popular this week for the biggest margin. It, possible, but... Um, one of the reasons I, I, I'm not going to go with Penrith there for that is they've just been content to strangle rather than mm. um, get, the, get the sword out and you know really uh, chop the team to pieces on the scoreboard. They're just happy to strangle them. I think that might be the case this week. Do you know who I'm going to go for my margin? And people might think it's a bit silly considering it's fourth versus fifth. I reckon if the Storm wind up and get a couple of tries in, if Hughes plays and the Storm run a few tries in, um, they could really go on with that game. So I'm going to go yeah. Melbourne Storm for me as the uh, biggest margin of the week. The Raiders have yeah. copped some hammerings when they've lost. Yeah, and that's where and you, you, you sort of got to look at those things because I know that um, you know even like Shane said, he talked about the South game, South leak a lot of points. St. George have lost a lot of games by small margins, uh, you know, but I think South might be another team that if they actually do perform to their potential could put on a score. Yeah, I think I think the Storm in that one. But um, 
Look, the other thing we've been talking about recently on the um, podcast, fellas, is the NRL uh, W, the Women's Premiership. Um, we're heading into round four, and we're also seeing too here, um, you know, some some teams. We talked about it the other week. We talked about the Tigers, but um, the Titans. They're they're three from three at the moment. Uh, they're flying high on top of the table. Uh, and keep in mind for this one, guys, it is a top four system uh, with the current top four, the Titans, Knights, Roosters, Tigers. We were just waiting, Griffo, for the, the Roosters to, to hit back, and they did last week. Uh, they had a big win. Broncos also got a big win over the Cowboys. We saw narrow wins to the Titans. Um, pretty convincing win for the Knights, and the Raiders gave the West Tigers their first loss of the year, uh, scoring five tries to four. So we've seen a lot of points scored over the past few weeks. Uh, this week's games, guys, we've got the Dragons hosting the Raiders, Cowboys hosting, when we say hosting, I think that's a game in Brisbane. Uh, it's a double header with the Broncos game. So the Cowboys hosting the Tigers, Broncos, Eels, Sharks, Roosters, Knights, Titans. So some intriguing matches this week. Um, just wondering... Thoughts, first of all, Griffo, on the games this week and um, you know what stands out and from what you've seen, yeah. who you think might be the teams to get the jobs done. Raiders have been really impressive. Um, uh, they, it was a good game. Uh, I saw most of the game. They played the Tigers last week, who were previously unbeaten Tigers, but uh, yeah, convincing winners. Um, the Raiders, uh, they led early. Tigers came back, and then the Raiders uh, uh, kicked ahead again. They're very solid forward pack, um, Canberra. I think they'll be too good for for the Dragons. Um, Have you had a look at the Tigers team just quickly, Griffo? I did. I know you're yeah, going to get just played you're... last week. Um, yeah, I was going to say she's named this yeah. week, and she got on the field last week, so it's she good to see play. Jess I, getting I, involved. I saw a yeah. bit of it um, when she came on. Um, I happen to be actually watching that game yeah. uh, in preference to the whatever the NRL game was at the time because it was quite close and then Canberra sort of uh, dominated and I switched over to to the NRL game. But um, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident the Raiders take this one out. And Graham, mm. Shane, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm thinking the same way with you. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, yeah, I, I actually think I actually think this is a really, really good, um, really, really good uh, round of women's football this week. I think this is going to be one of the pivotal rounds. We're going to see maybe some teams come to the surface. Um, I think we're going to... You know, we might see uh, we might see certain sides uh, try and assert their dominance. I think this is going to be this is going to be one of the pivotal rounds for me. I, I said it earlier. I think that there's some key matchups this week, um, probably culminating at McDonald Jones one v two. See what happens there, and 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 the Sharks Roosters game. What, what really what really comes through there. Um, the Broncos for me, um, very interesting. Uh, we spoke about this, at the, I think, uh, uh, at the start of their season, what 
what's going to happen to the Broncos. Um, I, I just think that, yeah, it's there's some really, really important games this week. And when you look at the when you look at the ladder and when you look at the games, I, I think that I think there's some I think there's some really pivotal matchups. Um, there'll be some pivotal moments in this game as well. I, I think this is I think this is going to be a really really big week um, for for women's rugby league. Um, look, for what it's worth, um, you know I I'm sort of a, I'm sort of new competition. I'm really afraid to to give my tips because my tipping this year has been horrible. But for me, I think the Raiders will be too strong for the mm. Dragons. I yeah. think the Tigers would be too strong for the for the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree um, there. And Tigers uh, on that one. Yeah, I've got Tigers. Uh, Broncos, Eels. I'm actually tipping the Eels. Um, oh, it's a big yep, one. I'm Shame. tipping the Eels. Wow. I, I, I Why? Is, I just look at the, I. <laughs> They've been poor. <laughs> They've been poor. Now yeah. I just think I just look at I I just look at them and I think that um, I think that I think that the I think that the outs for the for the for the Broncos. I, I think that when I look at, I think the people like Abbey Church. I think it's. I think they're just. There's something about it. I don't know why Zali Faye. I think there's something about Rachel Pearson playing for in halfback. Yeah, that's. I do think there's something about this team that's going to click. For me, I, I just looked at. I've looked at. They the do have a few players coming in, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've looked at this team yeah. and been disappointed. LCL, but yeah, and I've looked at this team and being disappointed, and I just think that I just think that this might be the week where they click. Mm. And Terrington yeah, won't be there, yeah, obviously. Terrington's listed at no. She's, she's yeah, gone. she won't be she's there. Gone. She's missing. She's gone. Weeks. I just think that maybe and yeah, a big turnaround. But there's a small part of me that said it's now or never for them too. If they don't click this week, if they don't, um, hmm. if they don't do With what how short mean, the season is, they're really starting to yeah. have to. This is it. Yeah, this is yeah, it for right. a night. There, there was a think... miracle that happened last year. Yeah, and when, you know what? when they made the grand final. There's um, a, but there's also a part of me that that why I'm picking them is that. I can't say although the eels haven't been great, not I think the ins for the eels are going to help them with some key outs, mind you. I can't set my watch by the Broncos either. And yeah. and I think that really sometimes it comes down to the fact that you've got a few key ins now and you have to win. That's why that's why I've got them. It's it's be, an upset. I said it earlier. I think oh, it's just an upset. Yeah, it could be, be right, Shane. It could be a genius. It'd be I upset. think the Broncos are going to pump them. To, you know, it, look, you know I, I, I probably, in another parallel universe, would pick the Broncos as my margin in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I just think that, you know, my tipping hasn't gone great this year, and and that's fine. I just think that maybe, this is this is, this is something um, out of left field. Um, who knows? We'll find Don't... out next week. They, they, um, were, they were back last week, the Broncos, weren't they? I mean, they lost their first couple of games, and then yeah, they they, they 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 pumped the Cowboys. The the points yeah. were flowing, but yeah, yeah. I think they're they're not the side they they were. They, they lost nah two of the so absolute many. best, well, three actually, 
Um, yeah. uh, Tamika Upton, arguably the best women's rugby league player in the world. She's mm-hmm. she she for me is the Cameron Smith of rugby league. Um, women's rugby league. Yeah, she's uh, the uh, the five eight Taryn Aiken who was outstanding last week for the Roosters. She's she's a gone. They lost her, and uh, you know it's a couple of years ago now, but. Um, they lost uh, one of the best, if not the best, prop forward in the game in, in Millie Boyle. Um, so this side is uh, is nothing like the Broncos' sides when I think they, they won the first three competitions. Um, they've still got, obviously, talent with, led by Ali Brigginshaw, but uh, um, they, they did bounce back last week. Um, the centre, uh, um, Hufanga, um, I think she scored a, a large number of tries. She's uh, she's a very hard player to tackle, um, and uh, I think Paris, you know, had a few problems in defence. Um, she she could pose some more problems, but uh, Shano, uh, you might be uh, you might be a genius. I, I just Parra I just had this game. feeling. I just I don't. they look to be fair. Paris being pumped. But I just look at who's coming back in and in this competition, you know, you mentioned it just, you, you mentioned it just then, Griffo. Um, yeah, in last week's game, Hafungo, uh, she scored in the 27th, 37th and 40th minute. Sometimes it just takes an individual, a, a, aside from the one she scored in the sixth, it sometimes just takes a group of people to come back to change it. That's what this competition's like. And I just think that when I look at the people coming back for Para, in my mind, that's this is more closely to the team that they were hoping to field. And I think that I think that if um, if they can just if they look, they've got to consolidate and play this week. If they don't play this week, they're done. And that's I've got no other um, I've got no other thing around me to say that you know nothing i just think that they've they've got to win this week they've got to that the the key people have to step up and if they don't well that's it eels eels done they'll finish last tell you what if you want to talk about the other end of the ladder the the roosters um they've they've got to be the favorites to win this thing we talk about we talked about a bit of a hiccup um the week well, not last week, the week before where they lost to the Raiders, but they were back in some good form last week, pumping the Dragons. Um, yeah, I reckon both you boys would be pretty pretty keen on them beating the Sharks. It's, it's not that the Sharks are an, a bad team, but I just think, geez, this Roosters team, um, they're, they're, they're something else. They're big. The squad. They're powerful. Um there's some speed there. There's a lot of skill there. I I can't see uh, anything but uh, but a Roosters win. The Sharks have got some good players. I haven't really seen too much of the Sharks, um, but uh, yeah, this Roosters team uh, it's uh, a who's who of women's rugby league, yeah. really. Um, yeah, too strong. I mean, they're missing uh, Amber Hall. She's out for the season. Um, and 
Um, another prop. Uh, is his name Moana Hill or something like that? Um, but the girls that have come in, almost as big, and they're just powerhouses. Like, yeah, they're a machine. Um, and uh, I can't, I can't see anyone beating them. But obviously, we've seen the Raiders beat them down in Canberra. I thought they'd go through undefeated. Um, mm. Maybe that was a bit of a wake-up call that they needed. Um, and uh, I just think they're too strong for the Sharks, Shane. Yeah, I, I think the same. I think I think a couple of weeks ago where the Sharks um, the Sharks lost um, 10-0 to, to the Tigers. And it was just – it wasn't the fact that it was a low-scoring game, Tigers. It was the fact that they couldn't score. Like – they couldn't buy a try against the Tigers that game. They then sort of came back last week, um, 10-8 against the Titans. They looked better. I, I actually thought the Titans were frag off their game. Um, but the Roosters are just... just got beat on the bell, I think. Yeah, the Roosters are just insane. Yeah. Like, just such a good team. Um the hiccup, you're right. You're right about the hiccup. And I think and I think with the Roosters, I think there's certain sides in this competition that can actually take it to the Roosters. The Sharks aren't one of them. Um, I, at the start of the year when I did my sort of, sort of going through the sides, I had the Sharks in at eighth, that they're in at seventh at the mm. moment. I, I think the Roosters will have a very comprehensive win at the wonderful time of 12.03 on Sunday. Yeah. 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 We had a chat about that last week. You're like, yeah. you, know, you can't kick off at midday. No. 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 There must be yeah. a reason for it, but uh, I just don't understand it. Expect the Roosters to win, but there's still some quality in this Sharks team. I, um, I think this will be a good game if you're going to watch it. I mean, at 12.30 on Sunday, there's no other... At 12.03, I should say. Sorry, I had a bit of a yeah. bit of a moment then. Um, 12.03 on Sunday, there's no other NRL. It's a good lead-in, worth watching. Um, you know, we talked, obviously, about the Stars and the Roosters, but there's some some great players also running out for the Sharks. Um, Penetani, they've also got, you know, Tonegado's there. We talked about Quincy Dodd. There's some, some real... Um, some real talent in both teams, but gee, can I just yeah. say they've got an in Jada Taylor, another yep. player. Yeah, she's the fullback, isn't she? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So some talent across the park should be a good game, but you'd think the Roosters might dominate, and then um, their forward pack, the Roosters forward pack, like that is that is the forward pack of of the competition. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's. It's insane how cool. It's, it's not said, about the, size or it's not. The skill of that forward pack is just immense. Amber Hall, who is, it was a big sign in for him. Um, yeah, out for the season, but yeah. Yeah, they're still formidable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do they have a salary cap for the women's the NRLW? Or? I don't know. That's a good question. Because uh, it's not if they do. The, the sombrero is, is well and truly... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back they're, in vogue. They, they, yeah, they're I think keeping the, the uh, female sombrero might actually be 
uh, double the size of the male sombrero if there's a salary cap. I don't know how they'll fit them under. Yeah. Uh, can I also... Someone who... Player who um, I think... If they get a bit of game time, very interesting to see. Shorten Burden, number 14 for the Roosters. I think she debuted in, in 2001, played a few games. Massive raps in in other leagues, uh, in other female rugby league circles. I, I think if she wants a breakout season, this could be it. Yeah, what position change. 14, number 14 for the Roosters. Yeah, but what, what, what positions do you play? Uh, she she plays. She generally plays uh, in the second row. Okay. Um, but but definitely um, someone who. It was when she made when she made she was she's from the central coast. Um, made her she. She she plays through the middle third. She she's a bit of a utility, but but as she, I think she's I think she's just right for the for the second row position. I think she's going to be, I think she's going to she's got a bit of pace to burn. Everything coming out of the central coast. I read about I read about her two years ago when she was a 21 year old it sounded like she was she was going to be one of the next big things um she's made a couple of appearances it i think i think she's now of the age and 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 sort of and um experience that will allow her to really come through i i i think this could be a year for her the um last game of the round here this would be a Belter, this. I think is, it's uh, going to be a cracking game. Yeah, I'm actually looking you, forward this, to this game. Like, yeah, I it's think it's a shame it's going that to the Knights Titans game is going head to head at the same time as the Storm Raiders game on Sunday. Oh yeah, which is unfortunate for. Anyway, I'm not going to go down the hole. Oh you know, yeah, you we... can't schedule that. Yeah, given there's so many games when you combine the two leagues. Yeah, it's impossible really to um, uh, to to have them all at different times. So, uh, but this is a big yeah, game. Uh, yeah, the Titans still are they? Yeah, they're unbeaten. It's you see for me, it's yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm I'm of the other opinion. See, the scheduling for the NRLW confuses me because you know, yeah, we say I. Oh, I don't know if it impacts on where they're playing and this, that, and the other. Last week we had a Thursday night game, which I really thought was good as a lead into the Thursday night footy. Yeah. There's no Thursday night game this week. Um, yeah, anyway, like you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more. You know, if there was an early Thursday and early Friday night game, I know it's a bit more complicated than that. And you got to have stadiums and this and that and the other, and they're doing double headers and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, you know the. The popular twelve oh three time slot was already taken, so they're playing at one fifty. Uh, but the Knights and Titans in this one, I'm I almost feel as though fellas, I'm going to go as far to say I know we've talked about Brisbane uh, being there or thereabouts. We'll know a bit by Sunday how they go against the Eels because there's a bit of pressure on there, as Shano said. But the Knights and Titans have both been impressive so far this year. This could be an early indicator as to you know, which possible team is going to stand up and, and join the likes of the Roosters and even the um, the Broncos as another contender because 
based on form and how the season's been going, behind uh, the Roosters, I know the Titans are winning, but we know that the Roosters are that fabulous team on paper. These are probably the two um, two best teams behind them that, that people would have up there as contenders based on the form this year. Absolutely. Um, I'm a little surprised that the, the Gold Coast are in, in the position they are, but uh, they're actually, you look at them, they're a good side. Uh, and they welcomed back a couple of players this week. Uh, Jamie Chapman, uh, who's a, a Blues origin player. And uh, I think the other one's Emily Bass. Uh, another mm-hmm. well-credentialed player. Um, yeah. I, I do think the Newcastle Knights will win. Um, their list is the home team. I'm not sure. No, it's at McDonald Jones. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's. Uh, I'm assuming uh, before the the Newcastle Knights men's team um, play. So uh, you'd think they're going to maybe. You know, some are going to get there early and watch this game. They deserve a good crowd because this is two really good teams. I just think this Newcastle team, who are the, the reigning premiers, um, and yes, they did lose some quality players, but uh, they still look really strong. Um, led by, as I said, what I consider quite possibly the best player in the competition in, in Tamika Upton. Um, she's got amazing hands uh, a, a wonderful ball runner and a really um, smart rugby league player and and uh, and likewise Jesse Southwell uh, a, a wonderful hands can throw the long ball great kicking game um, strong forward pack uh, when you've got the likes of uh, Romanuk and uh, Taylor Predabon coming off the bench um, that's a lot of power. Um, yeah, they, I like this side, and uh, they've got the uh, the English woman uh, Georgia Roach playing five eight. Um, she, I think, played her first game. Might have been the centres last week. I'm not sure about that, but um, they look good. Uh, I'm going with them, Shane. Yeah, I'm going with the um, I'm going with the Newcastle Knights. I think I think you know. For me, I think it's the Southwell sisters. You know, um, Hannah Southwell had that um, ACL injury, um, which kept her out. I, you know, I just think that when you look at what you, you're 100 percent correct with Jesse, and I think I think Hannah's going to get back to her to her scintillating form. You you put that in with Upton, who's an absolute class act. I I really think that they have. I really just think they have they have all the strings to their bow in this side. Um, I suppose to to talk about the, the the Titans and where I think the Titans might um, might have might see some value or, or try and get through the um, Newcastle Knights. I think for me. Um, the person to for them would be will be Georgia Hale. Georgia Hale, their lock. Um, you know, she she just runs and tackles. She she plays an absolutely phenomenal game. I, I think, you know, she she when she was signed away from it, she was a marquee signing. I just think that she's 
I think that she could, if she can just get everything happening in the middle and tighten up the middle in defence and, and give Lauren Brown a bit of help, um, help, help those in the middle, I honestly think that maybe there just might be enough room for for this Titans team, but I just look at I just look at the Knights and, and think Southwell Sisters, um, Southwell Sisters, Upton, they're yeah you're talking about some phenomenal players, um, not to mention I think I think the Knights are a pretty complete one to seventeen, so I've got the Knights winning this one. In a cracker game. Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one to pick, isn't it? I mean, Titans just keep keep surprising, don't they? But yeah, I mean, like we said, Knights. I think it's hard with this competition, like you guys have been been saying. We tend to sort of gravitate sometimes to the players we're familiar with, and there's so many familiar players for mine in that Knights team that that I know can get the job done. So, you know, this one's a bit of a flip of, flip of the coin because I didn't actually expect the the Titans to to be as um, dominant as they have been so far, so uh, should be should be a belt over game. But you know, I reckon you could just about flip a coin with that one. But I, I I'm with you guys. There's so many players in that Knights team that, um, that yeah, that, that that we are familiar with getting the job done. So um, that should be a belter. That's that's. I'm just I'm thinking that could be game of the week in the uh, NRLW. Um, but there's a couple of I think that also that Roosters. Sharks game also too definitely is worth watching, but um, yeah, they're all worth watching. They're, it's great entertainment. There's been some really good football, and I think that this season so far for mine, I know it's only been a couple of weeks in. I think it's been the best one so far, and I think it just shows, fellas, that each season we're going to get better and better. And um, look, who knows? And imagine where this competition is going to be in ten, fifteen I, years' time. I I agree with you. Great. I think the hallmark of the competition is when you start looking at, if you can look at the two sides, you can start looking at matchups. Like I'm looking at this Knights Titans game, and I think I think the centre matchups um, are going to be absolutely pivotal. Um, and and when you can start saying that, okay, I'm looking at the matchups between centres or fullbacks or wingers or you know, and and, and you know that's taking nothing away from. You know, Yasmin Strange on Emily Bass. I think that, I think that we're, I think we're starting to see some real skill in this competition, and the NRL copped a lot of flack by drip feeding teams into this competition. I think it's paying dividends, and I, I think, you know, when you can start saying, okay, it's it's it would be awesome to see some key matchups. That's when you know you've got a healthy competition. Yep. No, it's definitely a healthy competition. Um, NRLW is healthy. The NRL, um, it's it's a healthy competition too. We've got so many big matchups this week and uh, implications for, as we said, top four, top eight. Um, probably uh, a lot of people all eyes on Penrith tomorrow. To, not tomorrow, Thursday. I'm used to doing the Wednesday podcast. Uh, Thursday to see how they go. We've got the Sharks looking to continue their run. The Eels looking to keep their season alive. The Rabbitohs have a point to prove and bounce back. The Warriors wanting to make sure that they show everyone they're the real deal. The Roosters will still think they're a chance of making the eight. The Storm looking to make the four. And the Knights really looking to cement their top in the their spot in the top eight. And, you know, the, the teams on the other side of 
of all that have something to, to prove. Cowboys this week, we haven't mentioned, had the bye. So I think they'll be really looking forward to gaining the two points without having to break a sweat. Actually, a little right. tidbit I heard at the start of the season, and I think I'm right. So the second row for Newcastle, Kia, she's playing this week. I think I heard this on the radio. She was like, she was like some some world disc, discus champion. Right. And I think that's what's cool about this competition is that you've got athletes joining that. Yeah, I think when we look at women's rugby league, these guys are athletes. That they, they, they make no bones about it. They are friggin' awesome. She ranked number one in the world when she was sixteen in discus. Wow. Okay. There you go. And when you yeah. and when you couple this with 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 the men's competition, I, I think rugby league is just on the. I think it's so good to watch. There you go. Well, uh, I guess. I mean, it's getting blanket sort of uh, exposure like nine play all the games or you know, may not be on the main channel but they're all available fox mm. plays some you watch me you can, yeah. can you can get all the highlights or watch full game replays on nine so um it's accessible it, it's great exposure and um with that exposure obviously uh, the message is getting out there to to uh, women who are, or even younger women who are, sort of somewhat sporting inclined, and and, um, and you can see it as, oh wow, I I can actually um, forge a bit of a career uh, in this sport, and uh, and that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. Great thing. Saying... Some of them are, you know, full time professionals. Uh, obviously, not most of them, but. Um, but that will come as the game continues to grow and uh, and generate more revenue. So good luck to me. It's it's been a rapid rise um, in this particular competition. Yeah, no, definitely. It's great to see. You know, as we we always advocate for here, the um the promotion and building of the women's sport, and you look even you know the success of the women's World Cup at the moment. Um, you know, as we're podcasting this, I've been keeping an eye on the France-Morocco game in the background and everyone's really talking about that and getting into it. And it just, yeah, it just shows where, you know, with a with some resourcing, some, um, yeah, some funding, obviously, that's part of the resourcing, but, you know, and uh, some exposure and everyone getting on board just how, um, how the game can build. And that's something we're really looking forward to with the NRLW. I think that just about does it, guys. Uh, we've got it all covered this week. Um, should be a massive week of footy. Good luck with your teams. Good luck with your tips. And um, it's a bit scary that we all agreed. So you're bound, we're bound to get one wrong at least amongst us. But, uh, you know, it, it just shows that we're feeling as though we're getting towards the end of the season and starting to get a gauge of how the teams are going. Um, but, yeah, really looking forward to the end of the year as we head towards the finals. Thanks, listeners, and Thank uh, you, enjoy, enjoy round, whatever it is, 24, for the NRLW, uh, and we'll be back next week. See you guys. See you guys.